Welcome to the JDLSAT and Admissions Podcast. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. In each episode, we discuss key habits you can master to study smarter and save time to raise your LSAT score and your chance of law school admissions. Not too long ago, I saw a question posted on a message board. I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it went like this. My diagnostic was uh, in the 150s, or maybe it was the 140s. Can, is it possible for me to get a 170? Can I get a 170? And I want to use this episode to address that, because I think it gets at the heart of studying why I love doing what I do, um, and and the growth mindset. I think that you you need to maximize your performance um, on the LSAT. Um, so my short answer is yes, right? If someone's like, I just took a diagnostic, my very first LSAT, I got a 140, 150, can I get a 170? Um, yes. Now I'm going to get into it. And why? And I'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. But <clears throat> I mean, just me, I'm a great example. My first PT was in the 140s. And it wasn't a fluke because I took others and they were in the 140s as well. I ended up getting uh, a 173 in the 99th percentile. And now I teach this for a living. And part of what I love is helping students realize that their potential is not set based on some initial diagnostic. Um, or some range, like, gee, I got a 145. Do you think maybe, maybe I could get a 160? You can get a 170 or higher. Now, again, I'm not saying it's easy. It's doable. And I'm going to tell you what you need to know, not just what you want to hear. But please do not limit yourself based on initial diagnostics. The way I think about this is it's like taking a really hard course in college just something that's notoriously hard. Uh, organic chemistry, that's known as something that's super hard. But we're going to give you the final exam before you ever take the test. I'm not saying it's a perfect analogy, but I think it's pretty apt. Because no one is really taught these concepts in school. We get a bachelor's degree. Um, generally, you have to get a bachelor's degree if you want to go to law school. Uh and, you know, maybe if you're a poli-sci major or history major, certainly there's critical thinking involved, but you're largely writing papers. Um, maybe if you took philosophy, you know, or maybe some math courses, maybe that might prepare you. But there's nothing that directly prepares you for this. And so all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I, I, let's just say you did everything right and you got a great GPA or maybe not as great GPA. And now you're applying to law school and you realize, okay, well, my GPA is a significant factor, but so is this exam. I've spent four years working on my GPA, for better or worse. And now I've got to take this exam that I've had no preparation for, despite the fact that I've been in college and this whole undergraduate career. So, you know, when you go in with this mentality of, gee, 
Um, I got this score. Do you think I can? I don't think you're being fair to yourself. You might have someone that does really well. I would argue they're probably the exception. If they do really well right off the bat in a, quote, diagnostic, um, who knows? Maybe they majored in something that um, would prepare them very well. My very first teacher, actually, um, he was he was a rare exception, but he was the first to tell me. He's like, I majored in philosophy and math at an Ivy League school. Like, And I couldn't think, you know, there, it's not directly preparing for the LSAT, but I couldn't think of two better, like a double major that would really prepare you for the LSAT. And even that's not perfect. Um, but, you know, that's the rare exception. Very few people get to this and get a really great score right out the gate. And I, I want to say one other word just to really um, have you put this in perspective. Think about a lot of these big name courses out there. I'm not going to name any in particular. I know there, you know, there, there's some benefit to them. They're they're, they're trying to make a business. I, I get it. But a common marketing tool is they'll say, hey, come over here, take a free course with us. And now it's probably done online more, but they used to pack students into auditoriums. Say, take a free practice LSAT with us, totally free. And we'll give you your score. And then here's what happens. Again, right? No one's really prepared for this for the most part. It's the exception. So people get scores they're not happy with. And then you get someone who comes up front, right, after everyone gets their score back, this, um, this person who's pitching the program. And what do they say? They say, how'd that work for you? And of course, you've got a lower score than you like. And they want you to sit there and be frustrated um, and think, gee, if I just use them, then maybe, maybe I can go up a few points. And they're setting the bar low. And look, there is some benefit to these courses. There is a benefit to tutoring. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. But I think that tactic is misleading and it speaks at what I'm trying to get past here. Of course, you're not doing well. You haven't prepared. Remember my analogy. It's like taking a super hard course that you have no background in and taking the final exam before taking the course. So keep that in mind. Now, let's talk about how we can use these diagnostic tests. One, right, conditioning. Certainly, the more you do something, the more you're used to it. I've had students who, for a bunch of reasons, might be averse to taking a PT, and I get it. Like, there's, gee, do I want to see the score? Do I want to rip off the Band-Aid? And I think what I was describing to you before, uh, that misinformation, that the way we think about it, unfortunately, doesn't help. But I urge them to take regular PTs as they're preparing for a number of reasons. But the biggest, one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest ones, and certainly not the biggest one, is conditioning. The more you do something over and over again, the more you get used to it. Now, I think it's much better to focus your work, and we'll get into that in a moment, but just the fact that you're taking regular PTs gets you conditioned for that timing element and the intensity and the pace you have to keep. I have a student just recently who told me, Jimmy, I'm so glad I was averse to taking them, but you know, you got me to take them and you know, just, just taking them alone regularly got me conditioned. So I'm used to it. It's kind of like anything in life, whether it's if I've got a job where I'm standing on my feet and not as comfortable, but after a while of doing it, I'm probably going to be more comfortable. Same thing with this, same thing with training for a long distance run. You get conditioned by simply doing it. Now, that's not everything. It's part of it. That brings me to the second part. And I would argue the more important part, which is targeting. 
targeting your work, start targeting your studying. Think about the name diagnostic, right? You want to keep taking these PTs on a regular basis and using them to target your studying. You'll probably get a little bit better just by taking them, right? But in conditioning, like I said before, but perhaps more, no, much more important um, by taking them, looking at the areas where you were weaker, looking at the areas where you might have surprised yourself and been better consistently, you can target your work. Why wouldn't I want to target an area where I'm super weak? Because I have more to make up there, right? So you can study smarter, not harder. As cliche as it sounds, it's super important. Even if you're devoting a lot of time to this, it's always in your benefit to study more effectively. So that's the second purpose. Use these to diagnose where you are at this set point in time. And they're not a perfect predictor, right? But the overall trends. So you want to take those regular PTs and use it to see, okay, where am I doing better? Where am I not doing as well? And can I get a little more specific about it? Can I target it? Now, there's more to this. It's not a perfect predictor. You probably want to just, you know, look at them over a few different PTs over a few weeks to really get a sense of things. But again, targeting, targeting your work. So that's how you want to think about it, right? Bottom line, though, there is no set um, point of how you can increase. And there's no set range. Like, gee, I got a 140 on my first diagnostic when I've never seen this test. Do you think maybe, maybe if I'm lucky, I can get a 150? Hell yeah. But again, I'm not just going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. So now let's talk about that. So, okay, hey, I get a score I'm not thrilled with on my first PT. You know, my response to people is, of course, you've never taken this test. Of course. Now, does my 145 turn into a 170 overnight? No. You got to get to a 150 consistently. And then you got to get to a 165 or 160 consistently or 155 consistently, right? Excuse me, I should amend that, right? I got to get 150 consistently. And then if I want to get to a 160 next, well, let me try to consistently get to the mid 150s first. Then I get to the 160s. Then I get to the mid 160s. And then eventually I get to the 170s, right? It's not done overnight, but keep that process in mind. A big part of what I work with on students is, okay, how am I thinking about this now? How I'm scoring? and What do I need to change to score in the next range? So again, being adamant about this, don't limit yourself. The answer is yes, you can score in the 170s despite a PT you're not thrilled with when you're first starting out. Absolutely. I'm living proof of it. And so are my students who you might have heard on this podcast. I got a student who scored similarly to me. You've probably heard her on this podcast, MK. We've done a number of episodes together, right? She was in the 140s, 150s, got a 180. Perfect score. She didn't give up. She didn't limit herself to what those initial diagnostics said. And she had a growth mindset where she focused on her gains and worked on where she needed to make more gains. I'm going to leave you with a couple of other points. The reason a lot of us are frustrated is because of a timetable. Oh, I'm junior year, college, or senior year, and I want to go to law school on this path. Now, the one thing I can't promise you is when it's going to happen, but I can tell you if you commit to this, while there are no guarantees, I think it's largely a matter of when, not if. When, not if. And that was my mentality. Was it on the exact timetable I wanted? No. But I got that score. And if I had given up, if I didn't have this growth mindset, if I thought I was limited by, oh, gee, you know, I got this, so I've, I can only go up so much, 
I would have never gotten there. Never would my students have. But that's why we want to have a growth mentality. And, you know, again, while the timetable is not always ideal, we can study smarter. We can study effectively. I can't promise you exactly, oh, it'll be six months from now. Maybe it'll be nine months from now. Maybe it'll be a year from now. But you can collapse time, and this is very important. You can collapse time by studying smarter, studying more effectively. And if you've listened to this podcast or if you work with me, that's what I focus on. Remember just the basics of what I was saying before, starting with this diagnostic. Use those tools we talked about, right? I don't want to take this test, see I'm not happy about this PT score, and then close my book and be unhappy, you know, and just sulk for a while. I mean, it's natural, it's human nature. You can do that for a little bit, but you're screwing yourself. Use the data. Take a look at where you're not doing well and focus your studies there, right? Because the one thing we have control of, as frustrating as the time might be, and I say the timetable to get that target score, the difference between me doing this in eight months versus 14 months is using those diagnostics to target my work and study effectively. Bottom line, you are not limited to that quote unquote diagnostic store score, excuse me. There are no set points. There are no set ranges. You're limited by how you think about it. Again, you want to study smarter. Use those diagnostics to target your work. If there's a way of addressing something too, right? I want the most effective way to address these problems, but use these diagnostics to serve you. They're not, they shouldn't be there to condemn you to some score that you have no control over. Use them to serve you. I hope this was helpful. Um, keep this in mind. Listen to other podcasts about this. There's a lot of great material on this uh, this podcast, but you need to have that philosophy. And whether you're working with me or another teacher, the one thing I would encourage you to do is work with someone who has a growth mindset, who believes in you, who knows that there aren't limits to this, and it's just a matter of working effectively. But do not, do not limit yourself on those quote-unquote initial diagnostics. You deserve a lot more and you're capable. Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe, share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com.